This is it. Here we go. Uh, it is episode 182 of No Laugh Track Podcast. My name is Justin Severson, the host. Circle of Heat, guys, thank you, because I know the whole band listens to hear me thank them on the podcast each week for playing their music. So thank you, guys, Circle of Heat. Uh, like I said, episode 182, and my guest is back, one of my favorites, because we never run out of things to talk about. It is Jackie Cation. Hello, and welcome to me. Hello, Justin. Hi, Jackie. Here we are. Here we are. Beautiful basement, downtown Acme. Mm-hmm. Super fun. Yes, with our stocking caps on. Right, because it is a little chilly in here, because uh, it's 27 degrees outside. It's January. Mine's for fashion, strictly. Oh, really? Straight up? No. Straight up fashion. <laughs> Own it. That says nothing says farm and fleet like that hat. No, but you know, actually, uh, when I uh, I have a confession that when I when I first got here and you know we chatted for a bit, then I went to use the restroom. I looked at myself in the mirror and I had I haven't got a haircut since before I got married back in October. Okay, wow, yeah. So I looked at you, myself in the you mirror. Got some hairs, yeah, and I had some hairs coming down underneath the hat. It looked like I like. Like it was my eyebrows that were about three inches long, how it was sticking out. I'm like, I hope she didn't think I'm that sloppy right now. But anyways, the hat's going back on, and that's my plan after today. I'm going to get a haircut. All right. 110% of your body heat comes out through your head, so you might as well just cover it up, keep it it in, keep Mm -hmm. the furnaces stoked. Yes. So So I'm happy to be here. Thank you. It's Wednesday. You did a show last night. I did do a show last night. Very nice people. Never a bad crowd. Never a bad crowd at Acme. It's... uh, even if they're even if they're quiet, even if it's a Tuesday or if uh, Friday second show, they always you know they always get everything. They don't necessarily like. I have a new Bill Cosby Scott Walker joke. Oh, why? and uh, sure, nobody wants to hear that. But uh, <laughs> but they so they were sad about it, but uh, they got it. Yeah, yeah, that's the greatest thing about Acme <laughs> is that they get everything. They may not like it. They're like very Minnesotan about. It. They're like, mm, I don't know. Is uh that seems Scott Walker joke work all everywhere? Oh yeah, because he was running for president for mm-hmm. a while. I'm yeah. sure no one's sadder than he is that he's quit before <laughs> the crazy truly checked in, right? Right. Because when Mario Rubio or whatever their name, Ted Cruz is the vo- is I like Mario. Uh, is it? Is it a Marco? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. Is it Luigi? I think it's <laughs> Luigi and Mario Rubio, the Mario. Rubio Bros, the Mario the, Brothers. They're plumbers and they also <laughs> run uh. For office. That's right. It is Marco, isn't it? Yeah. That's a classic. It's a classicationism, yeah. not knowing a name. I'm surprised I knew. It's so uh, well well, I never there's there's a consistent I'm uh I do the Dork Forest, right? Mm-hmm. I have my podcast, The Dork Forest, where I'm consistently not knowing things. And now I'm doing a new podcast with Lori Kilmartin over at Nerdist. And yeah. I'll tell you something. She's very smart mm-hmm. and very well informed. I am I'm not, I'm, I'm smart. I'm not saying I'm not smart. I'm just saying I'm not very well informed. I don't know who the fuck anyone is. And then I thought I'd swear about it. But, uh, <laughs> but the, the, I don't, I can't, I can't keep everybody's, I can barely remember my own name. So I'm not going to keep everybody's name straight. I'm very sorry. You know, when you bring up, uh, being well informed, do you, here's a, a, we, we had the news on the other night at home and I like, Mistake number one. Well, okay, you just probably answered my question already, because I still enjoy watching the news, except I skip through the weather, because I can look outside and figure out what that is. See, now you're doing it exactly opposite of me. Really? Uh, Yeah, because here's here's how I like to receive the news. Much like in Pioneer Days, I like to get it three weeks late with a lot of analysis. I can't stand a 24-hour news cycle, because they're rehashing the same five things, and what they're doing is they're trying to get you scared about stuff. Every 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Every 20 minutes, you're like, did you hear about Iran? Yeah. yeah. Did you hear about North Korea? And then 20 minutes will go by, and they're like, hey, did you hear about Iran? Did you hear about North Korea? And you're like, is something new happening? No, same shit. What do you mean? It's breaking news. It's breaking news for three days. Yeah. I would like to break the news. Uh, the news is relatively broken. Mm-hmm. Is uh, I'd love the news. And I have, I've always had the opinion that uh, that I... 
I can't because they want me to be scared. You know, it's you know, it started probably 15, 20 years ago with the invention of the 24 hour news cycle. But it was always like even even regular like local news. Hey, do Skittles cause VD? I used to do a joke. Find out at six and then you tune in at six and you'd find out at the end of the newscast that Skittles do not indeed cause oh, VD. I thought you were going to say that they're actually pushing it back to the 10 o'clock news then. Oh, well, I would not have been surprised. They're like, <laughs> we're going to do this story again and we're going to tease it the same way. And it's just, you know, it's just a, a Chinese water torture of, mm-hmm. of be scared all the time. And so I... I cannot, I will not live like that, yeah. you know? And I stay, I stay pretty clear of the uh, 24 hour uh, news stations, but the local ones I, I do still enjoy. Right. And we had it on in my local wife goes, can be hilarious. She goes, I can't do it. The first five, the first, it's all just terrible news. It's just, it's just death and mayhem and, mm-hmm. and disaster. Yeah. That's why I like to read the news. Yeah. I read the news on the internet and I don't get a paper. Those, that, sorry. And, uh, but our neighbor gets a paper. I do and I never open them. You don't open the paper? No. We have an iguana, so we need the paper. No, there so, you go. <laughs> uh, the, uh, no offense to people who work at the paper, but, uh, <laughs> we, but we have, yeah, so I, I like, I, I read like uh, bbc.com and I read uh, The Guardian and then I get uh, the KTLA, which is the Los Angeles local uh, LA station. Yeah. I get their Twitter feed and so I get, I get updates from BBC and Guardian and KTLA and LA Times on my Twitter feed and so I'll like, oh, something's happening. The other day in my neighborhood, I live in the valley. I live in uh, San Fernando Valley in Los Angeles and, um, I was trying to leave my neighborhood and there was a helicopter way low and the, all the streets were blocked off with tape. And the cops were like, turn around, go back west and go around. And I was like, and so I tried to look up on the news what the hell happened. Right. Nothing. Nothing. So either nothing happened or th- there was, it didn't end up being anything. Or I, I hope, or you're, I thought maybe you're going to say it happened so often that just we, that no one notices. Well, I was looking. What I, it did lead me to is it led me to a website that I was like, "Hey, there were ten thousand murders in our in our neighborhood since two thousand. And my husband comes over and he's like, "That's insane. There's no way ten thousand people were killed in this neighborhood in the last fifteen years. That doesn't seem possible. It wasn't, and it was <laughs> plenty of people. A hundred and eighty-one. That's a lot of people, mm-hmm. and 108 of them were killed by the police. Whoa. Yeah. I think it was, or was it the 18 that were killed by the police? It was, uh, <laughs> you know what I got? I got uh, just enough information to really fuck with your politics, you guys. That's why I don't do any political material. That's Perfect. why the weird Scott Walker, <laughs> uh, d- uh, Bill Cosby joke is so weird, because you're like, I don't do political material, because yeah. while I always have an opinion... <laughs> I don't always have all the information. <laughs> I love it, love it, love it. Why not, right? How was, uh, we're a week after, it's, we're just into the new year. Here we are in the new year. Here we are. What did you do last week for New Year's Eve? Did you work? I did not. I blessedly did not work. And, uh, I don't, I don't like to, we went out. We, uh, my husband's a game designer. So right. we met with a bunch of his friends and played a lot of games, board games and card games and board games and then card games. Oh, wow. And then we played a game. And, uh, <laughs> and then it was New Year's and we drank Martinelli's. So we know how to party is what I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, <laughs> and it was, there were children there and <laughs> it was lovely, quite wow. honestly. But we, we got a bunch of games for, I got a bunch of games for Christmas. I got, um, there's a game I love called Pandemic, which is, um, there's an online version where you play the virus, but this is a board game version that's a cooperative game where everybody plays uh, different members of the CDC, and you try to stop a virus, Okay. and you almost always lose, and everyone dies. Wow. It is hilarious, and uh, and you try your damnedest to stop all these viruses, but it doesn't always. But So Pandemic is a game that I've always enjoyed. It's uh-huh. one of my favorite board games, and for Christmas, I got something called Pandemic Legacy, which is a new thing that um, Mattel or Hasbro whoever is making these games because there's one called risk legacy that we've got and you've played risk Mm -hmm. years ago but yeah so risk legacy is a game that you only play 15 times the board game and when something you play with the same four or five people if, if if you can that's the idea is you play with the same people 15 times and then you burn the game. I don't know what happens. You throw it out. It's a $75, uh, 15 time game. And, uh, but the, the deal is this, is that when, like in risk, you go around and you blow things up and you, you take over armies and stuff. Well, there's, there's nukes. And so if you nuke a country, you actually take a marker 
and exit off of the map. Oh. And so the next time Never you play it, yeah, the next time you play it, there is no Great Britain. Oh, wow. Yeah. Great Britain is gone. So you can no longer settle Great Britain. You can't send your armies there. You got to work around. You got to do a little work around. Weird. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm liking this. Yeah, so that's Risk Legacy. So Pandemic Legacy, I haven't opened it yet, but I assume it's comparable. Because as you play 15 times, you're supposed to play with the same three or four other people. And um, and you just keep trying to stop the damn virus and probably lose. <laughs> remember the game uh, Stratego? I do remember Stratego. Oh, I loved that when I was a kid. I did too. It was a weird kind of battleshipy kind of uh-huh. game. I loved Battleship too. Yeah. It's certainly random enough that it... It didn't take a lot of. It wasn't a skill game, if I remember correctly. It was kind of a hit and miss guessing. kind of game. Yeah, it was guessing. a lot of guessing. Yeah, yeah. We also played a game called uh, Timeline Challenge. Regular Timeline is a card game for like seven and above, and it's essentially it's a it's different historical cards. It's his, uh, historical events yeah, on cards. Okay. And Timeline, the card game is, is you just put those uh, that you deal your the you, top of the deck, you deal a, a, a historical event. And then from your hand to five, you have to put other historical events before and after that in oh the correct order, and you get as many points as you can do it. So it's an awesome kind of history memory game, because yeah. if you play the deck more than five or six times, you're like, oh, I remember when the bikini was invented, 1947 <laughs> or whatever. And um, <laughs> But the, the board game timeline uses the decks and then there's different kind there's mini games in it and challenges. So anyway, we we uh we play a lot of play a lot of games on New Year's. Uh, that game fears me because I I picture myself playing with my kids and getting your ass handed to exactly. you. Exactly. Fair enough. It's cuz they've learned things before you. Yeah. It's, or they just learned them yeah. and cuz we played there were two there was a I think a a 10-year-old and a and a 14-year-old. 13 14-year-old. And uh, they both did pretty well. Yeah, because they have a they had a better grasp of what the hell just happened, and uh, the rest of us are trying to remember. Where's th- the life experience game? I'm gonna kill you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that's <laughs> there was a zombie game that we were playing too. It was pretty <laughs> funny. Anyway, but uh, that was fun, and um, yeah. Other than that, what else am I into? I, you know, the Dork Forest. It's, it's. Uh, I just did Pat Sussmilch. Do you know Pat Sussmilch? Well, of course, I know Pat. He's, he's a been local on the show. comic. He's wor- he's working here this week. He's right? he's featured for me. He's so funny, and he's doing a great job. Yeah. And everyone should come out. But he's um, very funny. He came on the Dork Forest and talked about his dorkdom, and it was also my dorkdom, which is we dorked out about something neither of us have seen, which is the musical hamilton okay now i saw i listened to you know i you do that little you know like five four five minute clip that you put online yeah the, what do you call it, teaser yeah yeah the that? teaser clip yeah i listened to that with pat oh good because i know pat i want to check this out and, uh which is that's what the teasers are for you're like oh i get a snippet of it, it and at worked. least and for the first two minutes i'm looking at the thing that says hamilton and i'm like what I, what's Hamilton? It yeah. took me a while to remember realize that what it's that... the guy in the ten dollar bill. Yeah, well, yeah, right. He was the first uh, Treasury Secretary, yeah. and uh, and was killed by Aaron Burr in a duel. That's all I knew going in yeah. to the soundtrack to Hamilton. And but the uh, but now I've watched. Here's here's a news thing. I've watched every news clip of the play Hamilton because it's it's been it's blew it blew up. It, you yeah. know, it's a, it's a very big deal on Broadway right now. Yeah. So 60 Minutes and MSNBC and PBS and everybody have have done, you know, because it makes history fun. Mm-hmm. The 60 Minutes one is the one I saw, so that's yeah. my reference. So I have seen probably 20 minutes of clips of the play. I'm like. We, you're missing a segment. I'm, I'm I'm not seeing that part of the play that <laughs> I wanted to see. Could you show that? I was like, there is a 10 minute clip of of a bunch of like strung together, and there's a great scene that I had not seen, which was the the sisters, the Schuyler sisters, who the woman who married Alexander Hamilton, her sister who had a crush on Alexander Hamilton, and their third sister. They they do like um. I can't remember the name of the band, but not like the Pointer Sisters, but they do kind of a. a what what was the band that Beyonce was in? Uh, Destiny's Child. Yes, it looks like a Destiny's Child video okay. to some extent. Because <laughs> uh, but they're singing and they're all wearing these seven you know eighteenth century dresses yeah. and and uh, it's so and, and the costumes are beautiful and and the and the music is great. It's hip hop and Creole kind of. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ended up listening to you. Oh, you did if you saw the sixty minutes thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I've gone down a Revolutionary War rabbit hole because Sarah Vall has a new book about the Marquis de Lafayette, uh, which was Lafayette was the guy who 
uh, talk the French into supporting the Revolutionary okay. War. Yeah. And uh, but get this, all of these guys in 1775, they were like 19, 20 years old. Alexander Hamilton, Aaron Burr, and Marquis de Lafayette were all like 19 and 20. And you're like, wow. I mean, I suppose that's who does a revolution. Well, like true. Cocky, young, cocky angry, kids. yeah, cocky kids who are like, I have nothing to lose yeah. because I have nothing. Invincible. And, <laughs> and I'm only going to live till I'm 40, so I got to right. get this done. And, and they were all orphans. They were all, uh, like, all three of them, their parents died when they were kids. Oh, wow. It was, how weird is that? Yeah, like uh, Alexander Hamilton, his parents were unmarried in 1757. His mother ended up being a prostitute for a short amount of time in the West Indies. And and she died when he was 10. Wait, no, his dad left when he was 10. She died when he was 12. So and when he was 14, he'd been living with a with a cousin. That guy committed suicide. And so and then there was a giant hurricane in the West Indies. And he literally he wrote like this scathing treatise of how angry he was about life wow and it was so well written that the town that he was from was i think was trinidad uh they took up a collection to send him to new york city to go to college wow he blew their minds when he was like 16 they're like you should go to college in new york city and don't forget where he came from. Yeah. And, uh, but he was of Scottish ancestry. He was an immigrant, came to, came to New York. And then Aaron Burr, his parents died when he was like 16 or 17. He inherited a giant bag of money. And then weirdly enough, Marquis de Lafayette, his parents died when he was like 12. And he inherited all of the money. He was the richest orphan in France. And, uh, and he was directly related to the king. Uh-huh. So he was engaged by the time he was 15. <laughs> and his and his wife-to-be was 12. And that girl's mother was like, yeah, this is great. Let's not tell them they're engaged. <laughs> until they were until the girl was 18. Holy crap, you've learned a lot. I know, I've learned a lot. I've gone on a rabbit hole. There's a David McCullough book from about 10 years ago. The guy won a Pulitzer for it. It's called 1776. It's a history, no, mm-hmm. history book. But you could listen to it on tape. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Why are you going to get to the actual uh, off or the Broadway play? No, it's sold out until forever. Oh, and you can get sort of secondary market tickets, but they're five hundred dollars a piece. Holy crap! And I don't know if you know this about stand-up comedy, <laughs> but it's not the most lucrative business you've ever chosen. Five hundred. I know a piece. Wow. Yeah, it was a. Uh, Wow. Yeah, dodge. Though they give away ten tickets every day, it's a Hamilton for a Hamilton, it's ah. for ten dollars. They they pick ten names. Brilliant. And it's ten dollars in their second row seats. Oh wow. Yeah. So it's uh, they've got thousands of people showing up. And yesterday they for the first time ever they did an online version of it because it was crowding. Tr- it was it was too too many people were showing up. So like we're just gonna do it online, and um. <laughs> And it crashed the server. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. It's blown up. No, I was telling you that uh, I listened. I was listening to one of the episodes of the Dork Forest. Yeah, which one? Here. Well, uh, first, I want to say that the, and I've said this to you on the pod, on my Ooh. podcast before, I love the theme song. It's super Mike catchy. Rickberg. Yep, it's super wrote, catchy. Composed. And, and so I, I'm going to be humming that thing for the rest of the day. Well, but the one I listened to, uh, I skipped over, no offense, Pat. I skipped over the Pat Sussmilch on the way over you, here. You listen to the teaser. You're good. I listened to the teaser. Um, Did you listen to the Robert Hurt one about no. spaceships? Will Wheaton. Oh, that's a good one. That's a that 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 dork luminary. Right. That guy's dork royalty. Well, that's why I went to it. Yeah, and he and he makes beer. Oh. And he's a beer maker. Okay. That's, I didn't get that's that far. his dorkdom. His dorkdom is that uh, is uh, you must have just got the introductory thing. Oh, I was probably uh, you know what is a twenty minute drive? Listen about twenty minutes. Of yeah, the way over here. He uh, yeah he makes his own beer and um, so we talked about that. And then we talked about board games at the end of it because he has that tabletop show. Yeah, and now I, yeah, you guys brought up a word that I don't know what it means, and I could have looked it up in the meantime, but I want you. But to I'm right it. here. LARP. Oh, LARP. L A R P. I don't know what that is. Live action role playing. Live action role playing. Oh, you probably just got to the part because I was explaining about LARPing. Yes. To Will Wheaton, and there was a Sandman LARP. Yes. That he he perked up about. Very very much so. Yeah, which is weird because he went to college with my husband. They went at the same time anyway, and uh, with Chris Hardwick as well. Okay. And um. Andy ran a Sandman LARP. Sandman is a um, a very famous comic book in comic book circles. And Neil Gaiman, the guy who wrote um, 
Star, Stardust, I think it was called. It was there's and Coraline. He, there were a couple of movies that were just made that Neil Gaiman had written the stories. Oh, about. okay. But he wrote most famously Sandman, which is the story of uh, one of the gods of sleep. Right, he's a god of sleep, and um, so and it's on DC. DC's parallel called Vertigo. Is this like the Sandman from the Bat, like Batman Sandman? Kind of, yeah. yeah. And it's uh, but he did such an amazing job with it. So to LARP is to live action role play, and it's essentially it's a costume party with game mechanics right so when i we did a deadwood larp at our house uh several months uh several iterations of it and i did craft services i always do craft services so and it was based on the tv show deadwood okay and um but andy's run a bunch of them he's run and a buddy of his runs a star trekky kind of one called um starship valkyrie out of la and you get to and i did and i did that one i was the medical officer and you get to play a part and and you're given there's like a game you know there's an end game like there's a win situation where you can win what really and yeah and you can dress up in costumes as much or as little as you want okay and you you stay in character but you don't have to stay in character the whole time andy did a larp with his buddy cuz scott rogers based on the the tv show the venture brothers okay yeah and they played the two um Butterfly mon- the Monarch's uh, minions, 22 and 24, whatever their numbers are. And uh, Scott had never done, this guy Scott Rogers had never done a LARP before, so he never get, went out of character. He didn't want to break character because he thought that was one of the rules. And Andy could not stop laughing. My husband was like, it's okay, it's okay. no, go, you know, keep going, keep going. It was, and it just, it was, because the, the LARPing, a LARP can last. That's what I was going to ask you. Like, people are coming over, you're getting together to do this. It's like a party, so it can last four or five hours. Okay. So Scott Rogers stayed in character for four or five hours, and you're like, you want a soda or something? <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Yeah, it was pretty great. So, but there's, yeah, there's, and there's different kinds of, there's a LARPing episode of the Dork Forest, actually. Oh. Um... Where that's earlier in the year, and it's um, there's a couple of them because there's different kinds of LARPing. There was a a, a a duo that I did a live episode at uh, at a at a con, a convention in San Francisco. The Library Bards they do um, parody songs, right? And okay. uh, but they do a lot of LARPing, but they do what is called boffer LARPing. Andy and his friends do something that is called theatrical LARPing. Okay, and and and, and he started doing LARPing before it was called LARPing. That's how old we are. Uh, he started when it was super nerds and you were shoved in your locker uh, for making up word like LARPing. But uh, but he was, uh, it's just, you know, it was, they would just dress up and, and play. It's just like playing cowboys and Indians or cops and robbers or soldiers yeah. and spies or whatever. Okay. But it can be, we're going to play Star Trek. We're going to play, you know, Tarzan. Yeah. And um, so no different than my kids playing house. It's maybe, exactly. Right? It's exact and and the thing is is but everybody's got disposable income so they've made costumes and they have accoutrements and uh and, and the food is better. So <laughs> but so uh better uh, than Cheez-Its? Better sure? than I uh, well maybe not. And so there's the so he does theatrical and the library bards did uh boffer larping which is the kind that is mostly mocked in television shows like Bones and Castle. Like there's usually a uh, like it's sort of more Ren Fairy because there's okay, that's more what I'm picturing, yeah. fake swords and stuff. Yeah. And so there's more fighting. Oh. Like you throw beanbags at each other and you uh, sword fight. And then there's a whole other level, by the way, Justin. There's uh, something called SCA, the Society for Creative Anachronism, which I've never – I've heard of and I have a, a friend who was in and out of it. And, and that is also – it's kind of buffer in the fact that there's fighting and stuff except for that – Everything is historic, has to be historically super accurate. And so everybody's really worried about their underwear or something. I'm, and I'm, I mock, but I mock with love, <laughs> SEA people. Wow. Uh, Cause, uh, because it sounds really cool yeah. and I want to do all of it. I want to, I want to play whatever game you want to play. Yes, I don't this care. This LARP is pre, uh, vaccination. So you're going to get, uh... <laughs> I'm going to play the lady who dies in childbirth. Is that too much? <laughs> is that too soon? Uh. <laughs> it's getting nobody ever, yeah nobody ever nobody ever wants to whenever they do the civil war reenactment guys they never want to play the guys where they don't have penicillin nobody ever wants <laughs> no, to right. play that guy oh uh, or maybe they do no that's funny <laughs> <laughs> um did you know that there's a uh 
you're you're competing against a tattoo convention this weekend. Did you know that in Minneapolis? I did not. Yeah. Tats galore. Yeah. Do you have a tattoo? I do. I have th- three. I have three. Your body is finite. I like that you had to think about it, though. It, How? Where are they? I haven't got any in twenty are, years. Oh, fair enough. Where are they? Where are they being kept on your person? Uh, uh, upper arm, and then two on my back. Actually, I take that back. The most recent one I got, my uh, who's Ashley, who's now my wife. Before we were, we were. I was just sniffing around, and we were in. That sounds romantic. Well, those were those are her words. Those were her words back in the day. Thank God. When I asked her once. When I asked her once, where are we here? Like, yeah. what's going on? She said, we're still sniffing each other's butts. Like dogs. There's a reason why you two are together. Right? Because that is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I asked my husband one time, because we went and, when he introduced me to his family, uh, his entire family, he grew up in Central California with his parents, who both left this tiny town in Mississippi. But we both went back to Mississippi to meet all of his family, including, by the way, they took me to the graveyard to meet the ancestors. Whoa. I was like, wow, I'm meeting the, the whole family. And uh, so whatever. But uh, every single one of his female relatives in our hearing said, so when are you guys going to get married? Are you guys going to get married? Are you guys going to? And we had, he had just bought a house and we had just moved in together. Yeah. So uh, I was sweat equity, right? Comedy. And so, <laughs> uh, but we had bought the house. And then we came home and then we're sitting, we had, we put, we moved in and we were sitting on the couch one of the first nights we lived together. And I said, I didn't know because it was my first real relationship. Yeah. And I, we're sitting on the couch and I said, I didn't know how to ask him where we were at. And so I said, Andy, you ever, you ever think about the future? <laughs> and he said, you mean like having a 30 year mortgage with somebody? And I was like, Never mind. Because uh, I don't know. Right? I don't know how to ask. It's like the first time you ask for a raise where you're like, you're stumbling around. And, and mm-hmm. I remember, do you remember the first time you asked for a raise? Mm-hmm. And how sort of what a hack hack job you made of it? Oh, yeah. But you awful. did it. Yeah. Did you get the raise? Uh, Yeah. You know what? I'm actually thinking the second time it happened. And I, I did eventually. Yeah. But it, it, lasted, it took about a month, but I did. Right. I remember asking for the raise and the, my boss made fun of me because of the way I asked. And I said, hey, it's my first time asking for a raise. I think I need a raise. And he was like, no, no, you're getting a raise. But I just think it's funny how you, you're hemming and hawing around. And I was like, all right, next time I ask for a raise, which might be tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> so, but there was, there was some. Oh, I remember kid. practicing basically because I wrote it out. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm going to send an email. Nope, I'm going to do this in person, but I'm going to go off what I wrote in this email. Right. You got to, you, you, and you should always practice. Yeah. You should always practice whatever you're doing, any sort of giant questions. It, it, it works. When you asked your wife to marry her, did you practice that? Um, no. Nope, I didn't. I mean, I, you know, I had a little plan, but no, not exactly. Right, right. There was no script. No, no script. Fair enough. Hold on, honey. Hold on. Let me, (laughs) let me unfold this piece of paper. Let me get to the right email. Just check my, check my words. (laughs) No, no, uh, no rehearsal on that. But it was, but it's funny you say, ask about that because she did, um, she did a few weeks later ask me to do it again and add a few things. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And I was like, we're not, that's not happening no no maybe you know maybe like a like we can have post negotiate you should have said no maybe like yeah (laughs) yeah right you're the one that no i already got you (laughs) right you already said yes the (laughs) dais cast (laughs) i have your signature on this small document (laughs) i know it's a placemat at the restaurant where i asked you but uh (laughs) but i filled in all the words (laughs) exactly um yeah i saw um I saw someone tweeted you and said, why, why is Jackie Cation not in the new Ghostbusters? Oh, yeah. That was uh, interesting that that guy did that. Mm-hmm. Um, was you know guy... why? Because he must think you're a very funny woman and it's an all-female cast. Right, right, everybody. And then there were people who were sad that it was an all-female cast, like the other one is not available. Uh, you can always watch the old one, mm-hmm. which was, by the way, holds up. Have you seen the old Ghostbusters? Have you seen Ghostbusters? Mm-hmm. Holds up just fine. Mm-hmm. Super funny and shouldn't because it's dumb. <laughs> Maybe it holds up because it's so dumb yeah. and it will always be funny. Uh-huh. And, uh, but it's super funny. It's our, you know, we don't get to see Rick Moranis anymore. 
I'm actually okay with that. <laughs> no offense, Rick, but uh, I'm sure I, he bought land. I hope he bought land. Um, but I'm psyched that Melissa McCarthy is in anything, quite honestly. Yeah. Melissa McCarthy, I, did you see The Heat ever? I did. She also came out with Spy, right? So yeah. Spy was the, but The Heat is with Sandra Bullock. And I laughed. It, I don't even like physical comedy. I laughed. I cried. I laughed. She's pulling people through windows. She's climbing over fences. And she's like my size, right? Yeah. So we are not thin, <laughs> tiny people. And it is, there's some, it's like, it's like, um, who did a big guy in a little tiny coat? Chris Farley. Chris Farley. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, it's exactly like that. It's like if I were to do physical comedy, part of the hilarity would be because <laughs> someone who looks like me, which looks like the mother of four, is climbing over a damn fence. And you're like, well, that's always going to be funny. And, but the, what I loved about that movie was that it wasn't just that phys, the physicality really was the thing that put me over the edge. Okay. But the writing, there was so much cursing and there was so much quipping and there was so I mean, it is a Sandra Bullock was panting to keep up with Melissa McCarthy, and and Sandra Bullock loves physical comedy, uh-huh. and she loves. And there was probably one gross scene in it. Uh, there's always one gross scene for me. Graham Acation over here doesn't like uh, a gross scene, and so there was some tracheotomy that was done in the middle of the heat. When you see it, feel free to fast forward. Okay, okay. There's also a poop joke in two weeks' notice. Fast forward through that. That's, <laughs> there's really no reason. I don't know what's happening. But uh, who is that for? And uh, it's like, did you see uh, the Chris Rock um, supposedly high five or top five or whatever? I never did, no. Uh, it, was, it was supposed to be a romantic comedy, and Rosario Dawson was the only actor in it. And she was great. Okay. But that is it. Uh, it was, it had, it had some good scenes in it, but it, everybody kept saying it was Chris Rock's Annie Hall. Oh. No, no. And I, I've had the hardest time with Woody Allen ever since he married his stepdaughter. But, uh, but I, Annie Hall is amazing. It's a great movie. (laughs) It's a really, and by the way, also holds up. Yeah, I I agree. Chinatown will creep you out now though. Anyway, um, (laughs) just because of that guy getting arrested. Anyway, um, so, yeah, so, uh, I would, uh, but clearly Ghostbusters has already been cast. Yeah. And so I, so I tweeted back at that guy and at Paul Feig who directed um, who is directing uh, Ghostbusters? Because he directed the Heat, right? And I said I would like to be in the Heat too. <laughs> you guys are gonna gonna redo the Heat. Brilliant, more Heat. Yes, let's get it out there that you're I'll, a big I'll, fan. Yeah, I'm a big fan, and I've always wanted to do a a, a sort of a Home Alone kind of comedy uh, with me and like Wanda Sykes or somebody, anybody else, um, where we both work at Target. And somehow there's robbers or terrorists or something is happening. And we have to fight the robbers or terrorists using Home Alone, like all the plastic crap at Target. <laughs> That's good times. Are you writing that? You should be Why writing Why am I that? not be writing that? Yeah. Why am I not writing that? I don't know. Somebody else. Write that and cast me in it because it's a lot of work to I, write shit. I, I would go see that. I, me too, quite honestly, <laughs> even if I wasn't in it. Do you remember the movie where then, uh, from like 30 years ago when the guy got locked in uh, Target? The employee? Now I can't think of what it's called. No. Oh, my goodness. It should have been called Hard Target. Uh, so that's what I always picture. It's uh, me using... Because I don't think Target sells guns. No. But, I, but they do sell uh, Nerf stuff. And mm-hmm. I think that... <laughs> just because I like the idea of, like, when you cock a shotgun with one hand, like they do in the movies, and yeah. you just go, Hard Target. <laughs> <laughs> or something absurd. I have some free time, turns out, in my brain box. Well, that's, it helps the imagination. Right. That's a good thing. Keeps it going. Let's, since we are sort of talking about acting here. Yeah. I got to do some acting Let's this talk year. about it. Yeah. I got to be on Marin uh-huh. on IFC where I played a podcaster named Jackie. Crazy. And then I'm going to be on Maria Bamford, Minnesota native, Maria Bamford from Duluth. Yes. That's where Duluthrans are, and uh, according to my five-year-old niece. And uh, oh. so, but the... She's got a new show coming out in its entirety on Netflix, one of those Netflix sitcoms. Yes. That's, I think, going to come out in March, and it's called Lady Dynamite. And I have seen an episode. Okay. And it's funny. Thank you, God, it's funny. I was like, because you know when your friends do stuff and you're like, please be good. Please be good. Please be good. Yeah. And it is. It's really funny. So um, it's dark, but it's funny. But so is Maria. Right. And uh, <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. perfect. And But I played uh, a comedian named Jackie on Lady Dynamite. So I got some range is what I'm saying. Absolutely. But I also did a sketch written by an old uh, a Minneapolis comic who 
uh, doesn't work the road anymore, but he but he came up with me in the '90s, named Jim Wooster. Okay, he wrote a sketch that I did called um, uh, the hell is it? Damn it, uh, Affairs of the Heart, maybe, and it might be the name of the sketch. It's on Vimeo. Okay, and it's uh, it's very it's. It's not safe for work unless your work is very different. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Unless you work at a preschool. Then right, ahead. unless then it's fine. And uh, it's essentially, I play, uh, it's just one of those kind of diner-esque kind of things. That me and my t- daughter supposedly are talking over a table. Uh-huh. And I'm t- and she has discovered that I cheated on our father, on her father. Oh. And so we're having, and it's hilarious. And it's oh, super dark. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, a, it's just a three-minute sketch. Because I needed... To show that I could act. Uh-huh. So I was like, I need, I need a sketch. Somebody write something and Jim was like, I have that. Do you want, do you want to do that? And I was like, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I totally want to do that. So that's that awesome. was fun. So season three of Marin. Yep. Season yep. three of Marin, season one of Lady Dynamite and a sketch. And then, uh, other than that, I did a weird storytelling thing that was on the front page of AOL. By oh. Purple Clover. Did you see that? No. It's sponsored by Always, uh, Old Lady Depends. Okay. Yeah. And I it see was those so, commercials. Right. And so they, they asked me to come in. They wanted, they asked me and Wendy Liebman and a bunch of sort of middle-aged white lady comics, not just white, uh, lady comics, right? Women comics. And uh, they were like, hey, do you have any stories or jokes that could be told in story form about how it isn't, it doesn't suck being a middle-aged lady? And I was like, sure, I think all my act is entirely, (laughs) essentially getting married when I was 40 is kind of a thing, right? That's, and you know, there's hope, there's hope you could find your love interest in your, and me, it was my first. So I'm I'm a beacon of hope. Anyway, so, (laughs) so I go in and they had approved my story and I go in to shoot it and they said, oh, by the way, this is sponsored by Always, um, these uh, underpants these uh, disposable underpants always. Yes. And I was like, okay. And uh, I don't care. And uh, <laughs> they said, do you have any stories about wetting yourself that might be funny? And I said, no, no, I have a lot of stories about throwing up on myself because I'm a comedian and I've drank too much a lot. And, uh, and they said, no, no, we're looking for, and I said, do you still want me to tell the thing I was going to, and they said, yeah. And so they put these, these, the purple clover, uh, always things are on the front page of AOL for a while. Uh-huh. And the weirdest thing, they didn't do it for Wendy either. They don't put your name like Jackie Cation comedian. They didn't, they didn't credit me. And, um, and I was thinking about why wouldn't they have credited me? And I thought, well, maybe they thought I'd be embarrassed because it was an underpant a company sponsoring it. And I was like, did they not know about the weird like Maple Grove choo-choo bar that I did in the nineties that had a train that went around the bar and I had to work my punchlines around the choo-choo oh, no. and there's seven career drunks at the bar and <laughs> playing trivia. I mean, I don't have any pride. What do I care? <laughs> but they're my jokes. So I would like people to know that I wrote them. <laughs> Absolutely. Or you wouldn't have done it. Right. Well, no, I, they paid me. It was nice. Wow, there we go. Cash. Good. Anyway, so. Fair enough. <laughs> says it all but uh yeah but so that's and that wasn't acting that was more storytelling yeah so that's all the but i'm willing to act i'll play beyonce's weird white aunt i don't give a shit yeah (laughs) i i am fascinated by those uh those commercials with the uh old woman underpants yeah because now they're because they uh they advertise them as like you don't can't even tell she's wearing them. <laughs> I, I wasn't looking anyway. Right, right. It's when sure you can, and uh, it's like it's like when when you I have ears. Right, right. Well, that's it. The rattle, the the paper just crackling in the background, where you're like, it was uh, Tina Fey in her book was talking about how when you um like uh, when you use pads for your menstrual cycle mm-hmm. fascinating topic uh they're just so you know nobody can tell you're wearing them well you can cuz you're sitting on a pillow and they're so fucking huge <laughs> that you're like mm, i am done so I, the, did i notice on your phone it has a star trek um oh yeah yeah it has a star trek communicator case because it's my communicator Sure. I like Star Trek. That's awesomely nerdy. Um, yeah, it is. I've, I like, did you see Star Wars? Of course. Did you Opening see Mad nights? Max? 
You know Fury what? Road? For some reason, I knew that Mad Max was going to come up today, and I almost watched it last night because I never saw it. And I know it's like one of the best movies of last year. Turns out it's two car chases, one going, one coming back, and there's a guy with a guitar where that flames come out of it. So Mad if Max you, is? Yeah. If you have a 14-year-old boy inside of you, you will enjoy that. Uh, yeah. I keep saying that. As a woman, to say that you have a 14-year-old boy inside of you, that's awkward. How about uh, the spirit of? The spirit of a... F- thank you. Please clean that up for me. and Because uh, that got un- inappropriate. Okay. But yeah, but it was super fun. It was just, you know... who And there, it was all Cirque du Soleil guys uh, just hanging. And he shot it live. Like, there's yeah. no... It's not CGI. Oh, okay. It's dudes hanging off of a Jeep. It's I never saw awesome. it. I want to... No, you know what we put on last night? What you put uh, on? In- from your home state, making a murderer. Yeah, I don't need to watch them making a murderer because uh, there's they're making murderers every day. Every day they're murking. I, I was like, because it's so huge, right? It's everybody, huge. everybody love it. It loves it. Yeah. And I was like, I've never been a fan of true crime. Like Michelle McNamara, who has been on the Dork Forest three times, and every year she's the top ten episode fan favorite of every year she's ever done. And because people love true crime, people are like, look at this Mm -hmm. true crime. And you're like, yeah, all the crime shows, like, I don't ever watch any of the real, the ones that are more realistic. Like, I don't watch SVU or um, the the Law and Order. Like, I watch Castle and Bones Mm -hmm. where there's like superhero hologram, you know, the the NCIS where the science, science kid is, she's like, well, there was a one flake of a skin cell and I've come up with this hologram of what the killer would look like. Yeah, yeah. Nope. But uh, I like that more than more realistic stuff. So How to Make a Murderer is just another, uh, though my friend Lori Kilmartin did say that it ruined the Wisconsin accent for her. It's no longer sexy to her. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, because that can't possibly have ever been sexy to her. And <laughs> you know, oh, that, that reminds me of the, uh, uh, I was listening to that, um, oh, it's that 24-7 comedy. I don't know, I yeah. put it up on a... Um, iHeartRadio yeah, yeah. thing, and I, Lori, I heard one of her bits on there yesterday. Oh, that's great. And it was the one about um, uh, when she's talking about the father of her child and the age difference. Yeah. And, and then and she, what'd you use for contraceptive, that one? No, and then she gets down oh. to like, you know, well, it's 11 years, you know, so sometimes I like to think back that when I was this age, he was that, and then he, she gets down to the, you know, of course, then when he was seven, I was 18, and he's like, oh, and then she, her joke is like, oh, no, all the guys are interested. <laughs> the, the, uh, now, that part doesn't sound creepy to guys, but to women, that's terrible. Well, and it's because she did this whole thing about how she got pregnant inadvertently, and so she does this joke, and, and one of her friends were like, well, what did you use for birth control? And she said, my age. <laughs> and because uh, she was 40 when she got <laughs> pregnant and uh Love and it. so but yeah actually recently i've been listening to pandora has a has a comedy like a women in comedy channel oh okay. which i did which somebody had told me that they heard me on mm-hmm. and i was like oh, i wonder who else is on that and so I, I plugged it in and it was whitney cummings and uh whitney cummings who had two TV shows like three years ago. And so she, she was getting kind of a lot of guff from the other comics that I knew because I think they were kind of jealous. Mm-hmm. And so I had never heard any of her stand up or seen her do stand up. And now I've heard her do stand up on the comedy channel thing. And then I saw her do a set at the comedy store about a month and a half ago. Uh, she's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out not a hobby. Turns out that there was some success <laughs> for some reason that made sense. Turns out she just didn't fall into those TV shows. Right, right. Turns out that she could pony up once she got the option, <laughs> the opportunity. That's funny. It was very – she had a funny joke at the comedy store about how – and I can't even remember the punchline. It was just the premise about how she had always dated guys who had more money than she did just because she did comedy. And mm-hmm. uh now that she has a giant bag of money, the guy that she is going out with doesn't have any money. And so she's like, now I get why you guys are mad all the time. Because I saw him the other day and he was drinking a coconut water and I was like, how the hell did you afford that? 
Where'd you get that? And uh, I don't know <laughs> yeah. what the punchline was, but it was like, it was such a comeuppance kind of mm-hmm. thing where just, I love a joke that is like that where you have the realization that, oh, I'm a dick. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you're yeah. like, I may not be the hero of this story. Fair enough. Okay. I'm say it anyway. <laughs> That's funny. So we only got through the first episode of whatever the murder show. But oh, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm sure we're going to go. I liked it. I'm going to go through the other nine. Yeah. And there's 10 episodes and, yeah. it's, and it's supposed to be, the, what did I watch the other night? And I watched all four episodes of a new TV show on sci-fi called The Expanse. And it's a new science fiction. It's great, actually. It's, uh, it's, it was, it's sort of noiry and, and set out in Mars in a space station and old Earth. And it's kind of fascinating. Oh, wow. And they're using some great actors, like weird actors that you've sort of seen, but not like all character actors. Okay. Everybody's really weird looking. Yeah. They're, it's not normal Hollywood. Oh, that, look at Super, Super Fox. Look at Super Foxy Dude and right, look right. at Super Foxy Lady. It's normal, kind of normal looking people that are also very fit, clearly doing sit-ups. And, uh, but, uh, but everybody, but more interesting looking. <laughs> and some old people. There were some old people. There was a fat guy. Things were working out. They we're all being represented on Sci-Fi Channel. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> the Expanse. And the writing is really great. I guess it's a book. I guess oh, it's a series. Okay. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Yeah. Um, it's not, I don't know if you have cable, but I, I don't. I do, and I can't wait to... I, my goal cut is cord. to cut the cord. But we cut I the cord and we got... a contract with Satellite. Oh, do they have a contract? Yeah. Wow, you're the last guy to have a contract. Yeah. That you're not month to month? That's weird. Oh. No. Huh. Two years. Another two years, or just well, no, you're I, in the I, middle I, of a two-year. I'm year? in the last year of two years. Huh. We're on the we're on, we're in the we're the finish line is in the future. I can see it. You can off see in the it. Distance. You're almost done. That finish line of my bill being ripped up and going. Nope, not doing this. Going to buy some some HD rabbit ears and uh, well, and, I just and saw Chromecast. Even, uh, I, I pre-recorded an episode with uh, Andy Erickson that people are going to hear in two weeks. And, okay. And we talked about like she just did something based on like you know her long run on Last Comic Standing and the tour and everything. They did a thing that's on NBC's new uh, CISO. Yes. Yeah. Now why? I, it makes complete sense. No, I'm not pushing that on it. Like, I'm not advertising that. But just uh, things like that are, you know, then yeah. I, I can pay for it. I think it's like $4 or 5 or whatever it's going to mm-hmm. be. I can, you can get these access to all current shows that you watch a day after. Yep. And all this archive of old shows. Well, I, I can I, get by on that. Well, you know, like my nephew has our Netflix. Like everybody shares Netflix passwords. And so whenever I want to talk to my nephew, I just change the password. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> he's 23. Check in. <laughs> and uh, so, but we have, uh, we have Netflix, of course. Then we have my brother's HBO Go. And then yeah. I have my sister's Hulu Plus. Yeah. And then go. I have my own Amazon Prime. Yeah. And then um, we have Chromecast, which um, we is just you stick a USB port and then you can throw anything from your iPad or your computer yeah. onto the television. So it's YouTube and whatever. Plus, we have a PS3. And then we also I bought this is the thing you're going to miss and you have to figure out how to do it. I bought a DVR or I got a DVR from TiVo. They they sponsored the dork for us. So I got a free one. I don't know how much it would be, mm-hmm. but. It's a DVR from TiVo that will record regular television. So, like, because we have an antenna and we want to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I like uh, the cooking channels on Create, which is the PBS. It's it's idiot. Uh, it's idiot food channel. Okay. And uh, it's Pudding. free. Right. It's uh, it's American Test Kitchen, Cook's Country, you know, Martha Stewart. And uh so those are the it's essentially the create is the travel channel and the food channel and the discovery channel all in one mm-hmm. and then we get two pbs channels one from la and one from san diego and then we get a thousand korean armenian spanish channels that's just regular that's the antenna mm-hmm. like the hd right, right. antenna so but the tivo this particular tivo is just a regular hd uh and it's an antenna tivo okay. dvr yeah which is great you just you you're going to miss the DVR is yeah. what you'll miss. Mm-hmm. So you got to figure out – and you don't want a VHS stuff. Oh, you don't want to no. just record. In fact, I got to go back and watch uh, – uh, I had my DVR set to record all last season Marin. I never watched all of them. Mm-hmm. But when I found out that you were on one – Oh, there you go. I still haven't I seen it. I didn't need to search it because I had it on my DVR. Right. I still haven't seen it. See? How did I do? Great. All right. Good. Good to know. Good to know. 
Yeah, I didn't. Uh... I stole those shoes. Uh, <laughs> I'm wearing them this week. They're Pumas. They're quite nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I should probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> anyway. Well, I'll I'll admit something. I'm sharing my Netflix account with my mom. So with yeah. your mom. Yeah. Oh, that's and well, you ought. And they don't care. They're like, no, please. And we get uh, we actually have the Netflix, which is streaming and a disc. That Be- still exists. It still exists because there's things that aren't streaming. Oh, right? Yeah, sure. Like we just watched the movie Bullet, Steve McQueen, mm-hmm. and um, they don't have. It's not streaming. It's only available. Have you as watched, a disc? Have you? And this is something I want to ask you about. This is a uh, total dorkdom thing. I saw something. Uh, somebody wrote a story about how Lego are, and I've been saying this recently because my my uh, oldest daughter is. We bought her some for Christmas. She got some from uh, you know my her grandparents. She's on board. Yes, and Lego. Ne- this doesn't seem like they ever go down in value. I look on Amazon or eBay to try to buy more stuff, old, new. It's not none of it's cheap. Used really? stuff, not even n- the blocks, just the weird yes elements. Yes, they're called ex- ex- expensive. Yeah, very expensive. And someone I just read an article this morning about how uh, honestly, like if you would have been investing for the last ten, fifteen years in Lego instead of like a four hundred one k, you'd be doing better. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's an end to Lego. Lego's the Lego's a win. Have you? I was gonna. Have you watched the Lego brickumentary or whatever it is on no. Netflix? No, I saw. I saw the Lego movie, <laughs> yeah, which I enjoyed thoroughly. Yeah, I liked it better than Frozen. Uh, Never got Frozen? to Frozen. No. Nope. Well, you know, I have two daughters, anything. and I, I successfully missed Frozen. Congratulations, because it's a story of the worst parenting ever. <laughs> and, uh, and but I do play. Uh, Disney has a Bejeweled. Um, thing called Freefall, and they're based on yeah. different movies. And the Frozen one is the best oh, one. Okay, it's and, but it's funny because when you win, Elsa gives you like a fucking golf clap. She's like, "Congratulations!" Oh, and I was like, "Nope, nope." I would like, and even even the 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 snowman character, he's not as excited as I want him to be. But uh, and they're all sad. When did you... I please you, Elsa? Did yes, I please you exactly? <laughs> golf clap. Did you did you like the new Star Wars? You saw I did it, right? like the new yeah. Star Wars. Um, essentially, I thought it was the first. It was a great. It was a great reboot. J.J. Abrams is really good at Star Wars. He gets it, and um, I'm looking forward to um, what was this one? This was eight or this was seven. seven. Yeah, I'm looking forward to eight and nine, which are both written and directed by Ryan Johnson, the guy who did Looper. Oh, remember Looper? I do. I saw that. Looper yeah. was great. Uh huh. And. Um, and I guess J.J. Abrams read the script for for eight, and he was like, "Oh, I want to direct this." And uh, well, I never nope, I heard this. Okay, uh, nope. Ryan Johnson's gonna do it. Yeah, and I like I like Ryan Johnson. I wish it makes me want to see the rest of his stuff because I had a guy named Ben Acker on the Dork Forest, and he talked about how Ryan Johnson was one of his favorite writer directors oh, okay. of all time. So. Um, I understand there's a lot of other really great stuff by Ryan Johnson that I haven't seen, but I've only seen Looper. Sure. Did uh, you brought up um, Agents of Shield? Yeah. Which I, my wife and I watch. We're not. Are you caught up on this season? Oh yeah. You are. I am not. I'm looking forward to Agent Carter, which is coming out in the mid season here. Oh okay. Which is the the 40s agent? Did you did you watch the first season of that? Uh, no. Okay, it was no, great. I didn't. It was. Um, agent Carter was the was in the movie the first. Um, Captain America, the first Avenger. Mm-hmm. She played his girlfriend. Yes. Yeah. And so she, it's just following her after he dies, dies in quotes. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's the first season was great. Okay. It was so good. And I'm looking forward to that because that's the mid season replace. Of they Agents. just did a one, a one off and yeah. they were like, Oh, people liked it. Yeah. I saw Agents of Shield comes back in March. And then Agents of Shield comes back in March. Where, yeah. where'd you leave off in Agents of Shield? Three, four, four episodes of this season, maybe. So you're you're kind of real behind. Then. Yeah, uh-huh. oh, it's amazing. It's yeah. a great season, quite okay. honestly. Good. Yeah, good. Is it a big deal to you that Joss Whedon Joss Whedon is done with Marvel? No, I think he's right. Okay. Yeah, because the thing is about he uh, Ultron Age of Ultron is good, but like I I didn't I think he got mad because there was he wasn't allowed to do whatever he wanted. Mm-hmm. Somebody said that I don't know if that's true, but um. It was too, uh, age, the new, the newest Avengers was too blow uppy for me. It was too transformery and not enough heart. And, uh-huh. um, cause did you see Ant-Man? 
No. Ant-Man's great. I, Ant, they nailed it. That's they, what I've they heard. They stuck the landing on that one. That's what I've heard. Michael Douglas, of course, is an empty vessel. You can pour any character into him, and that guy just pours out of him like a, like a great actor. And uh, and Paul Rudd, really, you would have thought he would have been too old to play anybody. Uh, yeah. But he really did it. He did a great job. Are you excited about Deadpool? Is that a thing on your I radar? Like, I, you know what? I read Deadpool because Brian Posehn was writing it for a while. Yeah. With, uh, Jerry Duggan. And uh, and they did a great couple of uh, arcs, great couple of uh, uh, said, of course, a comic, and um, but the the movie and the movie looks really fun, but there's a lot of people <laughs> kind of whining about it on. But there's so much whining online that I can't I can't really invest in that. Sure, I'll see Deadpool. Yeah, I'll see a test pattern if the colors change often enough. <laughs> it's I can't possibly. <laughs> I can't with a John Williams soundtrack. I would watch. Right, it. I'm. I'm. It's. It seems soaring. It'll be <laughs> soaring, and uh, so whatever. That's funny. What else? Uh, what's coming up this year for you? Oh my God! People uh, should know about. I'm besides... working a lot, and then I'm going to Harry Potter World. What? I might be a bit of a dork. I think we have <laughs> safely established that Jackie Cation has some nerd culture. Where you're going to go drink butterbeer somewhere? I'm going to go drink butterbeer in Orlando at the Universal Parks uh, Harry Potter World, and they're building one in L.A., but the the one in Orlando is twice as big. It's going to be two or three times. It's twice, and and so. We're going at the end of January, uh, me and my fella, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it because I love Harry Potter. My new, my current album is called This Will Make an Excellent Horcrux. Damn right. Great special. Great special. I own it. Because it's, uh, it's full of my soul. And, um, but yeah, so we're going to do that and I'm working the road a bunch this year and I'm hoping to do some more acting, I'm, and I don't know how that'll work because yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm just kind of plugging along, seeing if anybody cares. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> and then supposedly I'm supposed to do Ad Midnight again next week or the week after. Oh, so, really? Yeah, that'll be fun. Awesome. I like Ad Midnight a great deal. It's- I do too. I saw a thing this week uh, online where they're – I saw a list of all the guests this week. Yeah. And there's um, – Erica Rhodes, who's been on this podcast, is going to be on this week. But I noticed Doug Benson was – Every night. It was Doug Benson and then th- two rotators. <laughs> uh, first of all, I want to, who doesn't want to do that? But that's, a, I mean, I don't know that I could actually, you could do Doug Benson each night and it would be fine. Yeah. And uh, that's hilarious. Doug, oh, freaking Doug Benson. I love Doug Benson. He's one of the best. <laughs> this guy's just a treat. There's like guys like him and Greg Proops and, um, that I just, uh, I find a delight. Uh, Greg Proops did, uh, something the other day where he mentioned me. He was nice enough to mention me on, on some, in some media outlet or whatever. And I don't know if you know about, we were talking about movies. Doug Benson has a weird, he has his podcast, the smartest podcast in the world or something. Nope. Smartest man in the world, Greg Proops. Mm-hmm. And then he has, and he genuinely is almost always the smartest guy in the room. The guy is really smart. And then, but he has another podcast, the a, a movie podcast, where he shows the movie. They're live episodes. Mm-hmm. So he talks about the movie he's going to show for 10 or 15 minutes. Then it goes silent. And then it restarts again. They're only half an hour. And then he talks about the movie for another 20 minutes. So it's about 35 minutes. And then he's you get his opinion and the audience and... He did like pillow talk. He's done Bullet. It's what made me see Bullet. Oh wow! And um, he's done some of the great movies of the seventies. And he did Point Break. It made me watch the original Point Break, which I had never seen. Oh wow! And yeah, Dead Presidents. <laughs> I don't, it was uh, it was a lot darker than I thought it would be. Point Break. <laughs> I was like, I thought this was supposed to be. It's sort of like Saturday Night Fever. Did you ever see Saturday Night Fever? Yeah. It's supposed to be just a dance movie, but there's that gang rape scene that's always very disconcerting. Mm. You're like, this isn't disco. Uh-uh. I don't remember there being raping in a car in disco. I think that wasn't. Good everyone survived that. Right. Right. I think there was some emotional damage. Um, yeah. So, but, but, uh, so his is one of my favorite, um, podcasts and he's just a great comic as well. He could, he could do five nights of, of, of at midnight too. Yeah. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm talking about three things at once. That's okay. It's a classic. 
come see me and do stand up comedy. Watch me do three jokes at once and then fire the punchlines. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, once again, we'll wrap it up here and say that you're here this week. Today's Wednesday. If people hear it today, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Right on. And then you're probably hitting the road when uh, to go back home when it's zero degrees on Sunday. I'm right. I was on. Yeah, yeah. I'm going home on uh, Sunday and then I'm in Tacoma, Washington next week. So I did uh, Madison a couple of weeks ago uh, and then I'm doing mi- mo- Minneapolis and then I'm doing Tacoma and then I'm in San Francisco doing Sketchfest and then I'm doing Seattle. I'm doing a benefit for Kermit Apio's, um high school, his kid's high school. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So that'll be because Kermit Apio is the best person ever. Go mm-hmm. see Kermit Apio if you get a chance. Yeah. But I uh, that reminds me I need to do a little crap talking to him because my Vikings are playing his Seahawks this weekend. Those are football teams, right? Those are football excellent. teams. Excellent. Excellent. Mm-hmm. That's why I didn't bring up football because your response uh, is those are football teams. Those are right? football teams. <laughs> Something happened with the Packers last week and everyone was sad for a minute. Right. And uh, <laughs> I follow Cy Amundsen on, uh, on Twitter and Facebook. Yep. And no one is angrier about football. Than Cy Amundsen, it doesn't even like if things are going well, he's mad at the other, like he's just kind of mm-hmm. shit talking the other team. Mm-hmm. And if things are going poorly, he is just decimating his own team yeah. emotionally. And you're oh, like, yeah. is that? Fu- are you having fun? You, <laughs> as long as you're having fun, that's <laughs> <laughs> what sports are about. Getting it out. Jackie, this has been fun. Thanks for having me hope again, people, Justin. Hope, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's sell these shows out, huh? Yeah, come on out. Come on I'm out. Hilarious. And you're working with Pat. Pat Sussmilch and Greg, Greg Col- Coleman. Coleman, who I've never seen and was really funny last night. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he's been on the show too. People should check that out. Excellent. Cool. Thanks, Jackie.